This is episode W, When You Disagree. Feeling connected is a basic human need, as vital as air, water, and food. I'm here to talk about bridging the gap between ourselves, our friends and family, life partners, and anyone we come in contact with so we can more fully experience connection. Hello and welcome back. We are nearing the end of the season. So crazy how fast that happens, really. Change is good though. It keeps things interesting, keeps things flowing because as I near the end of each season, it feels like my goals get a little fuzzy and my brain can't really remember what I have talked about and what I haven't talked about, what I need to talk about regarding each theme. So yeah, we'll finish strong, but it'll also be good to move on to. Lately, I've been brainstorming types of relationships to talk about. And this week I decided to think about aspects of a relationship to talk about which landed me here. Conflict resolution. (laughs) Fights, arguments, disagreements are obviously going to look different in every relationship, but I'm certain that they exist in one form or another. I spent a very long time trying to reflect back on the first fight that Jared and I had, and hopefully that's a good sign that it took me so long to recall. Reflecting back, one of the first things that I remember is that we were living in our first apartment in Logan, Utah, and Jared seemed very attached to his phone or technology, and anytime I would feel like I wanted to have a deep conversation, he was on his phone, or the moment we'd hop into bed, he'd be on his phone, and so I remember that being a point of tension, and we definitely talked through it, and he changed immediately, right away. That doesn't always happen, and I have other memories that didn't go exactly like that. But regardless, resolving conflicts like other adversity in our life and in our relationships can refine us, as you've heard me mention oh so many times on this podcast. With marriage, I've heard the analogy or object lesson where Your marriage starts out as a rough, pokey, haggard rock. And over time and through experiences, ups and downs, all the things that you go through together, it becomes this smooth, beautiful rock that is changed and refined and more glorious than it ever could have been without all these rough experiences. So how do we resolve arguments in a healthy way? It's important to find the real issue. What's really going on? Has something built up? Are you harboring some resentment? Something that's always brought back to my mind is the advice to not bring up the past in an argument. Deal with the conflict at hand and whatever is going on currently. Don't bring in advice of other instances or how the person might have been or used to react. It's not very helpful or constructive. Just, again, deal with what's truly going on and what you're experiencing in the here and now and move forward. It'll only add more layers to bring in the past. (laughs) Also, as humans, we tend to do a lot of story fondling, as Jody Moore would call it, and we make things a lot bigger than they actually are, or we talk about things to our friends and our associates, more than we do our spouse or the person that we're actually having those issues with. So find the real issue, keep it in the present, and figure out how to move forward. 
It's also important to identify what you want. Do you want help in fixing whatever's going on? Do you want to solve it? Or do you just need a listening ear, someone to talk to? Is it something you can work on together or does it need to be separately and then revisit it together? Jared's been telling Rowan lately to be a problem solver, not a problem spotter. So what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the problem or the solution? In our relationship, me with my husband, it tends to be more passive aggressive or internal. These stewing thoughts that can simmer and build And usually it's just a misunderstanding and it's always better when we talk about it. So it's funny that we don't learn that. But again, I just think it's necessary sometimes to deal with what's going on and to feel those emotions and work through it as organically as you can. We know in life it's not helpful to just slap on a happy face and pretend like nothing's wrong. So again, it's not a problem to have problems. It's just how you deal with them. Viktor Frankl said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And this goes right along with what I was saying, because again, there will be stimulus and there will be a response But that space in the middle is where we can work, where we have control, where we can grow. And by experiencing all these emotions and sitting in the discomfort and the pain and the offense or whatever it is your body is feeling, you can sit with those emotions and let them pass through you and You can take that time to choose how you're going to respond to your spouse. And the more you practice at it, the better you get at lengthening that space between the stimulus and your response so that you can really choose your response and how you're acting towards the situation, not just reacting. You want to be intentional about how you're resolving that conflict if you are or if you're just simply reacting to how you perceive that you're experiencing life. Throwing it back to the first season of this podcast, in my intro I say, by being intentional we can make our lives happen instead of letting our lives happen to us. Okay, so in my research for this episode, I came across some couples therapy techniques to try, and these are written by Dr. Ray Kadkodayan, co-founder of Couple Synergy and the Lighthouse Emotional Wellness Center. There are seven of them, and I'll just go through them. None of them are unheard of or groundbreaking, but a great reminder of effective communication, basically. So the first one is mirroring, and of course, this is just restating what your spouse said. And it's important here not to paraphrase or assume or add your own thoughts to this. It's really just restating, even using their own words back to them so that you can communicate that you're understanding what they're saying. Number two is nurturing physical touch. And I thought this was interesting, but it 
talked about how if you're holding hands or you're embracing, it will calm your defenses and it will communicate receptive body language and not the putting a wall up aggressive type that could be there if you weren't embracing or touching. Number three is to state your partner's position. And I was confused by this one because I thought it was basically the same as number one, mirroring. But what it was talking about was to express what your partner wants to do moving forward. Because this sets a resolution conversation up with openness and understanding and as a way to move forward and, again, move to that next step of resolution. Number four is to use a disarming technique. And this is to find truth in what they're saying, no matter how small it might be. And it doesn't mean that you agree with them. It's just find something that they've said that rings true and comment on that. And that will communicate to them that you support them and that you're ready to move forward with them and that you don't see them as quote unquote wrong. Number five, reflect on what is going right in your relationship and acknowledge areas of improvement. We all know that what we focus on expands. Our brain is so good at finding evidence to reinforce our story, what we're telling ourselves. And so if you focus on the good things in your relationship, the other things will seem smaller or easier to tackle or, you know, just not as important in comparison. Number six, seek to understand, not to be understood. And this one goes without saying. We could all do a better job at being a better listener and making it more about our spouse and not about us. And the last one, number seven, is take appropriate timeouts. There's arguments either way for going to bed angry or not going to bed angry, but Regardless, the keyword there is appropriate timeout. So if you are in the heat of the moment, it can be helpful to just step away, take a breather, and then revisit the situation a little bit later. Okay, well, maybe one of those things was helpful to you, and it was certainly helpful to me to go through that process. So thank you for letting me learn alongside you and selfishly being able to learn all these things or relearn as we are always doing. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast as we wrap up season four. I would really love to find a guest who has gone through a faith crisis or who has supported someone through a faith crisis. So if that's you or someone you know, please reach out to me. You can send me an email at genbank16 at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at as4adversity. I think that could be really powerful for this season on relationships. If you or your spouse or you and your spouse are looking into therapy of any kind, remember to keep BetterHelp on your list of ones to check out. BetterHelp is online therapy you can access from the comfort and convenience of your own home. All you do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. Your specific needs will be addressed. And if it's not a good fit, you can request a new therapist at any time. Get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash A is for adversity. That's betterhelp.com slash A is for adversity.